Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Conversion Experts. My name is Jeremy Blossom and I have the privilege of sitting down with Siang. She's another one of our talented media buyers. What makes her so unique and special is not just her experience when it comes to buying search traffic, otherwise known as PPC traffic, but it's her ability to work collaboratively with the team, the ad team, the ad creative team, and bringing it all together into what we believe is some of the fastest turnarounds that you can get from media buying to ad creative and everything in between. Learn her insights. Learn what she has discovered over the last five to seven years of buying media so that you can grow your business and grow your ad accounts. Welcome to Conversions Experts, Seeing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about search and the powers of search when it comes to digital marketing. You are the queen of search traffic. Thank I'd love you. for people to get to know you and a little bit more about your background, then we can talk about how you use search in your campaigns. Yep, a little bit about me and my background. Um, I started at an e-commerce company. Um, it grew to be a billion dollar company wow. and we spread that between about 10 to 15 media buyers. So. Each media wow. buyer was really responsible for huge budgets really on and really early on in my career. Um, what an experience. Yeah. How was that? Like your first job, you're like growing this huge yeah, company. I started as an intern there. So wow. yeah, that's um, really cool. You become a big fish in a small pond quickly. And yeah. so from there, went on to a few other companies and, you know, spread the information and the knowledge that I learned when you start spending budgets at that level. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can't pay for that type of, you know, no. experience to see that type of budget at that scale. What were some of the yeah. things that you like early on you remember kind of picking up on or were there things that were like instinctually you thought you would do, but then it turns out it was something different? There were things that I learned there that I carry in how I manage media today. And some of those things are, um, pretty different from how other people manage media, particularly Google search. Um, it's a way we do it here at StrikePoint, and that is to move away from a lot of the automation. Mm -hmm. If you talk to the Google reps, it's kind of an interesting dynamic because they're both teaching you how to spend on their platform, but teaching you in a way that sometimes doesn't benefit the consumer in the best way possible. And by consumer, I mean us or our clients. Sure. So um, from there, I learned to do a lot of manual bidding it is a laborious, tedious process, um, but it makes a lot of efficiencies that saves us money, saves our clients money, and in the end is why a lot of clients work with us. Yeah, yeah, because we're really good at that. So talk to me about starting off with a new brand that we're taking on and why you love search so much is like, all right, this is a great avenue for us to start off a campaign with. Yeah, if there's a brand that they have done no media, um, no paid media, and they want to start in just any channel, search is a great one. For one, there's user intent, so it's yeah. a search engine. People are looking for specific things and they want answers. And if your product answers the things that they're looking for, it's a no-brainer. It's going to convert. Assuming we're bidding on the keywords, sure. it's going to convert. Um, so there's already that familiarity with your brand they didn't, or the products that they're looking for. There's that user intent there. If you just put up a YouTube ad out the gate, um, that person might not be in the exact market. Whereas when you do search ads, that person spent time to sit down and do some research right, and they're right. probably already 
in line to buy something. Yeah, they're in the buyer zone, exactly. right? When they're doing the search traffic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the keywords then. So that is a big part of what you do. Yep. How do you go about doing your research for, for keywords? We use key keyword planner tools. We look at the data that's on the site already. Um, we pull keywords from the clients ourselves. I think that our clients often know their customers better than anyone. Sure. And um, we kind of use all of that information and aggregate search at keywords that way. The best thing about running search early on is that we can run mod broad campaigns, find different keywords that maybe the client didn't even know were adjacent to the search terms that yeah. their client base uses all the time, and then take that information and put it on Facebook copy or put it in YouTube ads, and then you have the real insight into what your customer is looking for and the verbiage that they use to find those things. Yeah, that's so powerful, and that's such a good hack for people mm -hmm. to know about that you can take these new keywords that you or the brand isn't really familiar with and you see, wow, that keyword is really converting and then start to use that in a lot of other messaging. Because mm -hmm. if we can match what someone's looking for and what they see when they get to the page, if that, that connection can happen, the better the, the odds of converting that person Absolutely. are. Right. Okay. So love that. That's the keyword site. Are there things with the keywords that you just won't touch? Is there like, okay, if I see, if a customer gives us a keyword and the volume's really low or doesn't really matter. Will you say, no, I'd like to just test it. And then, you know, do you have any like hard, fast rules that you follow? If there are extremely competitive keywords, we will try and go after them up into a point. We don't want to waste anyone's money. Um, we want to stay with keywords that we think we have a chance in the auction. Kind of another reason why we go for that manual bidding strategy over some of the automated bidding strategies that Google offers is because we don't want to get into these bidding auctions. You don't want to be in an auction with Amazon and the automation is saying push for like first place, push for first place, and now you're spending through the roof when you could pick up a ton of conversions in that second place if you just tell the bidding strategy that that's where you want to be. So when you are doing a lot of the automated bidding strategies, you lose those controls, um, which is why here at StrikePoint, for the most part, there's obviously some nuances to that. We try to do a lot of manual bidding. Yeah, that's great. And when it comes to our manual bidding, how do you like to go about setting your budgets and scaling the budgets? What are some of the KPIs you like to look at? KPIs I like to look at are click-through rate, um, just looking at impressions and seeing are we getting the impressions that we want and then how those keywords are performing. Um, I think that we end up saving a lot of money doing it that way. Do you usually start off with like an exact match or broad match or does it depend? I'm always curious about that. For the most part, I strategize to have single keyword ad groups that have an exact version and then a modified broad that run with the same keyword. So that way we're sending the exact traffic to that exact keyword and bidding on that amount, which is a bid that I'll typically do a little bit higher. And then I'll do a lower bid with a modified broad so that we can pick up any little loose ends of words or configurations of those keywords that we might not have thought of before or um, just might work in conjunction with those keywords. From there, we have a bucket of keywords that we can mine from. So we can take those keywords that are performing amazingly, pull them out and bid on exactly those words and no others. So that's kind of how we go about doing it. So you've been around for a while. I mean, you've been in this game killing mm -hmm. it. What are some of the big things that you've seen and what are some of the things you're kind of excited about right now in the game of search? Um, 
I think that it's interesting because Google keeps coming out with these updates and some of them are great and some of them, like I say, cause a lot of inefficiencies. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any recently that really blew my mind. Um, but I'm excited to see channels that are kind of overlooked sometimes get a little bit more attention. I see some of our competitors bidding more in spaces like Bing, which is often overlooked, but yeah. you would be shocked at the low, low costs per click we can get there, and then the way that that traffic converts, depending on your product, of course. Yeah, you're really excited about Bing. Let's talk about it. So like a yeah. lot of people do overlook it. That's not their first go-to. Yeah, I think especially if you're a tech-savvy person like you or I, um, when it comes to Bing, you're like, who uses that? Correct, not a chance. Yeah. What's the point? We're wasting our time there. Yeah. And then you have to think about that question again. Who uses that? And that's people that are maybe not as tech savvy, um, you know, bought their computer, used the service that came with it, that's right. and that's and it. They've never changed it. But for a lot of our products and our clients, we bid on things like investment strategies or 401k products, and people that are in those demographics yep. are using Bing. That's so right. So we can pick up conversions for super cheap there and you know, lean into that traffic that a lot of people are overlooking, and it's way less competitive. So what are some of the you know differences between the two platforms from either like whether the ad accounts are structured and looked? Are they relatively exactly the same? Is there like a learning curve to Bing that's not with Google or vice versa? They're almost identical. Okay. I think that early on there were some differences and yeah. a lot of inefficiencies and why a lot of marketers didn't use Bing. Yeah. Um, it's gotten a lot better. To this point, it's like they just copy and pasted the Google platform and it works pretty much just exactly the same. Yeah, and that's what, that was, what I was hoping you were going to say is that it's gotten a lot better because I think mm -hmm. some people maybe, oh, okay, I, well, I experimented with Bing a while ago. No, it's a really strong traffic source. It's been really successful for us. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on it. <laughs> and I really love what you said about you know, it, it's what, think about it, who uses it, right? Because right. so much of what you you do is you're thinking about our client's clients or our client's ideal prospect mm -hmm. that they're looking for and what are, their, what are their behaviors, what kind of technology are they using? And that's been a huge role into how we've been so successful. Yeah, we always think about the client and what they're looking for. At the end of the day, Google is a search engine, Bing is a search engine, and we have to solve that question. If they go to an ad and they see the exact answer to the question they were looking for, of course they're gonna click on the ad. And then once they get to that landing page, if they see, again, that same copy, that's exactly answering the question that they were trying to solve for, um, that's the user experience that we want. That's where we get conversions. So a lot of brands come to you and they ask you, hey, CN, can you look in my ad account and like tell me what, what I'm doing wrong? Yeah. Or like, how can I optimize this or do it better? What are some of the things you see when you go into these ad accounts for the first time? You know, that you're like, all right, I always see brands doing this wrong or you know, yeah. beauty buyers like this isn't set up right. What are some of the things you see? Yeah, we audit accounts a lot, as you know, yeah. and we see a lot of the smart bidding strategies um, just because it's an easy way to manage your account, which leads to a lot of inefficiencies. And then I see a lot of people that don't lean into the extensions. Google offers a ton of extensions, whether yeah. they're site links or call out extensions or um, structured snippets. There's so many ways to bolster the size of your ad and take up as much real estate on the search engine result page um, that people aren't leveraging. Yeah. And so when I see an account, that's the first thing I look for. And what are some of the things you love to do with extensions? Are, is there like, all right, I always want to have this, at least this type of extension on there, or does it kind of depend on the brand? Yeah, I always try to do at least site link, link extensions. Um, yeah. The site links give you the opportunity to take up maybe, you know, six more lines of copy than you normally would have. 
So now instead of there being three ads at the top, maybe there's your ad with takes up this much real estate and then one ad below you um, because your ad is so large that it forces people to look at it yeah. and then obviously click on it. The other great thing about site links is it gives people four more opportunities to find what they're looking for. So maybe your first line of your ad is going to the homepage, but there's a frequently asked questions site link, or are you looking for this specific type of product? Um, that gives people four opportunities to say, oh, actually I am looking for red dresses and click on that instead. Yeah, right. Okay, so when you scale accounts, right, mm -hmm. when, and you've obviously spent a ton of money, um, what are some of the things that you've noticed between an account that's spending, let's say, $10,000 a month on search, 100,000 and maybe 500,000, I don't even know what the biggest account yeah. you had spend on search a month, but like, what are some of the big differences you've seen? I think the larger you scale, the more particularly you have to be about how your account is structured. When you are bidding on hundreds and hundreds of keywords, you have to be very specific about what those keywords are and why you're bidding on them. You have to do a lot of uh, comparative research between the keywords that are in the account and is it worth me keeping? Um, and then you have to optimize your ads constantly. So you have to be running the ads against each other and pausing one that's not working and then adding in another one. I like to run three ads at all times. Okay, that's gonna be my next question. I, I pause them, um, okay. I'll pause one least performing and I'll put in another one right away so that we are always in a testing cycle. Nice, and when you're running these three different ads uh, and you're pausing one, are you taking like the average, like are you saying, okay, these are the average and anything below my average I'm gonna cut or how do you start to like, you know, pause? And, and I, these are broad questions. It's yeah. probably better if I was like specific with a brand, but do you have any of those types of rules too that you like to follow? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very nuanced. Sometimes you'll see a higher click-through rate but a lower conversion rate and things like that. Um, so I kind of try and look at all of the metrics as an aggregate and use my best judgment to say, the most important thing is that that ad gets clicked on first. Yeah. So the click-through rate is higher than any of the others. That's likely an indicator that I'm gonna pause the lowest performing ad there and test something else and see if we can get um, more traffic that way. So something interesting I, I observed too, when you're kind of going through your week, you'll make a lot of comments about landing pages and where mm. the traffic is going. What are some of the things that you notice, like with either our landing pages that we're making or you know the, yeah. the clients that we're working with that they do right or wrong? I think it's very nuanced, obviously, depending on the product, um, but things that we love to do at StrikePoint is have that parity and continue that customer experience from the moment they search something to the ad that they see to the copy that they see on that landing page. Um, just to make that seamless experience for them to where they are still getting that same answer that they initially searched for. No one wants to be looking for a chat room and then end up on a blog. It's not what they were looking for. Um, so those kinds of experiences are something that we really try to foster here. So what about like page speed and images and things like that? Would you say that copy is for sure the number one most important thing and then, you know, like the image of a product or the image of an ebook or something like that they're trying to get? Or what would be your kind of thoughts on that? I mean, Google takes all of those things into consideration. The way you get your cost per clicks down is with a quality score and they aggregate all of those things. The bounce rate, if someone came to your site and they're like, this isn't what I'm looking for, that's not a good user experience for Google. They're not gonna reward you for that. Um, the amount of time someone spends on a page is important because that's like, oh, they're probably very interested in what you have there. 
if they click internally in your links of your page, that's another indication that they like what they're seeing. Um, so all of those things come together and Google signs you a quality score, which they don't tell you of what it is. And it's a black box of mystery magic, but we kind of have an idea of the things that help improve that score. And then as a result, drive down our cost per clicks. Okay, so besides search, you also help us with a, a couple other different platforms that are out there. What are some mm -hmm. of the other ones that you like to work with? So we do a lot of display. So I work with Critio and Dynomi a lot. And those are basically some of the ads that you might see on a news page where it's just a little square and an yeah. image and it almost looks like a link to an article but once you click into it it might go to an advertorial or go to a vsl or something along those lines yeah nice and what are the different strategies that we try to employ on those platforms because that's quite different from an intent base now yes so we lose a lot of our touch points but what we do have access to are who the publishers are so we can pause any publishers that are not converting yeah. And then another thing that we really think about when we think about platforms like that is the images and the frequency and the freshness of the creative because people get creative blind really quickly, as you know. Right. You always say marketing loves speed. And so we try to change out our creative regularly. And it's not to say that that creative can never come back. But if you run the same creative two months in a row, you'll notice significant drop off in performance. Yeah, you're exceptional at that too. You know, um, with the way that you run processes, mm -hmm. right? You've got the project management experience as yeah. well to get things done quickly though. And I think that's a really big advantage for us is having someone like you that brain can obviously understand ad accounts and media buying, but also how to get fresh creative in, you know, as much as we possibly can. It's essential. Our consumers are so smart these days and they are like, this is an ad I've seen twice. It's, an ad, it's twice too many. We have to keep it fresh and we have to um, just constantly be testing different things. Where do, you, where do you see the future of like display or search or media buying? Do you think like AI is gonna start to take over? Like do you have any like thoughts on like, all right, I think, you know, or maybe AI is gonna take over creative. What are some yeah. of your thoughts on that? I hope not, we'll be out of a job. Um, <laughs> but I think sure. that the way that we use intelligence and things like machine learning um, is going to be very exciting in the space. We're going to have, we already have so much data on our consumers and the way that we can interpret it is just getting more and more um, intense. And it's amazing the kind of configurations you can make and the inferences you can draw based on your consumer's data and find those pockets of people that are looking for the exact service or product that you fulfill. So at this level, how are you, this is a question I always end on, is mm -hmm. how do you stay or get inspired? Because you know, you're out there and the competition's getting greater, you know, there's more changes to ad accounts happening all the time. How do you stay inspired? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to the Paid Search podcast, um, nice. it's, which some people are like, that's the most boring thing you could <laughs> ever listen to. And then I'm a consumer. I, Think about what makes me purchase every purchase that I make if it is a digital purchase and like what was part of my personal psychology on what made me finally convert. There's a lot of people that offer a lot of products, a lot of the same products. And what is that one thing that makes you choose a brand over another? Yeah, great answer. Well, thank you so much. You were wonderful. Thanks for Absolutely. joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah.